Hello there. Welcome to the Beloved Son Ministry Show, where we who were once only the prodigal children now dare believe that we really are the beloved children of the Father. This Father who has loved us with an everlasting love. So now, let us come together, yes, in all of our brokenness, in all of our woundedness, but also in all of our belovedness, to share with one another the impact God has had on our lives and the impact that He continues to have in our lives, so that our curses may become crosses and our crosses may truly become blessings. So welcome home, my beloved brothers and sisters. brothers and sisters in Christ, I pray this finds you well. Today we celebrate the fifth Sunday of Easter, which means in a short two to three weeks, we will be um, entering on, on the day of Pentecost and then soon after beginning ordinary time once again. How quickly time is passing and and we are also, we've just begun the month of May, right? And, 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 and other than showers, you know, May is also known to be the month of Mary, um, but also in a very way, um, for me and and, and 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 from my home parish, May is also the month that we pray for the church in China. Um, and I, I and I just found out, you know, on 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 my iPhone, the the calendar says that you know May is 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 the month for. Let's say it says it's the the Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. I didn't even know that, but I guess we we learn something new every day and so um it's a great joy to to um to be here with you and to pray with you and and you know today's um readings from from the from from the holy mass is is um is one that we should be very familiar with you know the vine and the in the branches that's what the gospel um passage is about um and and if you read the daily reflection for Sunday, I I I um I talked about Saint Paul or or Saul at the time still, who was trying to really show the people like, look, I I know I messed up, I used to persecute you, I used to do all these bad things against you, and 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 I tried to stop your movement, I tried to stop the work of Jesus, and and then I came to meet him. I came to encounter him. I came to know him in a very intimate way, a very special way that that that, that I was literally knocked off my horse, right? And 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 I have come to know him, and I come to embrace him as my savior. And so, but but when Saul goes back, people were very reluctant. They were very wary. You know, should I? You know, can he be trusted? You know. Or is he just tricking us so that we can admit that we're Christians and then he, he turns around and then brings us into prison? And and we can't blame him, right? We we can't really blame the people for for being suspicious. But 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 Saul knew that well, you know, he can only do and continue doing what he knows is right, and the people's heart will eventually be open to him, and 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 that's what happened, right? As as time progressed, Saul and then Saint Saint Paul really continued. You know, he he didn't let what others people think thought about him that they didn't believe him. He he didn't allow that to to keep him from 
preaching, from being the disciple that Jesus called him to be, right? And I think sometimes in our own lives, you know, we, we, we allow others to dictate our faith. We, we allow the world, we allow society, we allow co- the culture to, to dictate what we believe. But it should be the other way around, right? We believe that, that our faith you know, comes from Jesus, that, that Jesus is the way and the truth and the life. And that it is Jesus and his truth and his way and his life that should dictate how we are to live. That should teach us how to um, live life and, 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 and do well in the society, right? But I think we have lost we have lost a focus and we have turned everything around. Just in the same way, I mean, we can see this everywhere, you know. The things that that, that were meant to to be used are now using us and the things that, you know, for example, the phone, the smartphones, right? It is meant for us to use smartphones, but then we seem to be so preoccupied by our phones that a phone seems to be in control of us. And we can't allow that to happen with our faith. Right? The world does not know Jesus. The world is not of Jesus. We're told that we live in the world, but, but we, are, we are not of it. That, that the world will come to hate Jesus because it didn't know him. But we do, brothers and sisters. We know Jesus. And we know the world too. And we know that the world is temporary and that the world will come to an end and that our world brings pain and suffering. But Jesus offers us eternal life. Jesus offers us joy and peace and hope. So what do we choose? Who do we choose? You know, in, in the gospel today, you know, the, the I am the vine, I am the true vine, and my father is a vine grower. He takes away every branch that in me that does not bear fruit, and every one that does, he prunes so that it bears more fruit. Right? We are the branches. And Jesus is a true is a true vine, meaning, you know, who where who in whom do we root our identity? In whom do we root all that we do and all that we are? Do we root who we are in the world? in what we do, and what others say about us, or do we root who we are in our lives in something that is eternal, in something that can never change, in something that will always be there for us? The true vine, brothers and sisters, is who and what we must be grafted onto. We must be grafted onto the true vine so that we may have true life, you know, and, and, and if if we don't, if we don't see Christ as a true vine and the Father as a vine grower, then we will not bear fruit. We we may bear some fruit, but it will eventually die. It will never last. But the fruit that comes upon by being nourished and fed by the true vine will last. So brothers and sisters, what kind of fruit do you want to bear today? Do you want to bear fruit that gives you temporary pleasure, fleeting joys, or or do you want something that lasts, something that 
that isn't just here when things are good, but then goes away when 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 things are tough. That's the same way with our friends, right? In our relationships, true friendships are enduring, right? True friendships and true relationships always yields life, always brings life. And you know, we we are told that you know we know who our true friends are when 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 tough times come, right? True friends stay with us. True friends stay by our side and, 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 and supports us and helps us while those who we thought were our friends, they go away. When, when things get tough and difficult, they suddenly they, they vanish. They're no longer here. But the true vine, our brothers and sisters, the true vine will always be here for us. But we must be pruned you know, I when I first used to try to um, uh, not grow, but but take care of a of an orchid, right? It's so hard because once the blooms fall off, I I would hope that it will have new blooms in a few months, but they they mostly eventually die because I I didn't prune it, I didn't take the necessary steps to preserve the the life of the plant. And so, brothers and sisters, God prunes us because he loves us. God prunes us because he wants us to have life. The trials and the sufferings that we may come to experience and need to endure in this life, they're not there because God God wants to punish us or or that God somehow wants us to live miserable lives. No. But these sufferings and, and, and these trials, they're, they're not afflicted by our Lord, right? But they're afflicted by, by sin, by the fallen human nature that, that we have. But what God does is that he, he, he uses those trials, he uses those sufferings, and, and he brings good out of it. He prunes us through those trials and suffering so that we may come to bear fruit and fruit that will last. And we know this, brothers and sisters, from firsthand experience that, you know, whatever whatever doesn't kill us makes us stronger, right? But 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 we know that our sufferings make us stronger. Our trials make us better people. Because we are pruned. We are pruned by them. And so today our Lord says to us, Remain in me as I remain in you. Whoever remains in me bear much will bear much fruit. What does it mean to remain? To remain isn't simply just sitting there and and, and, and you know sitting there idly, right? No, no, no. To remain is is actually is an active is an active activity to remain because in our in in our spiritual lives in in our faith lives we need to make that conscious decision to stay when everyone around us is leaving church is leaving the faith is, is abandoning Christ is saying you know what I don't need church to, to to live a good life I don't need the church to know God and then they all leave we need to make that decision do I stay or do I leave 
And Jesus is saying to us today, remain and stay, because only then will you bear fruit. God won't force us to stay. God will never force us to do something that we do not want to do. He always gives us a choice. But these choices, as we know, have natural consequences, right? If we believe that Christ is life, and we choose to leave Christ, then we are choosing to leave life. It's as simple as that. And so today we're called to remain, to remain, to deliberately and to consciously choose to stay. And not just stay, but to fully participate in the life of the church. Remaining in church just doesn't mean having our butts in the pews, right? That's not what it means to remain. To remain is to be fully engaged, fully committed to our, to, to our faith. We need to be those disciples that Jesus calls us to be, to go and preach the good news by the way we live, by the way we talk, and by the way we, we conduct ourselves in our workplaces, in public. That is what it means to remain. Because when we remain in Christ and we remain grafted on to Jesus, we soon come to see that everything that we do, say, and think becomes more and more like Jesus. And that's our goal, isn't it? Our goal in life is discipleship, is to be with Jesus, not just here, but also in heaven. And so we need to stay close to the Lord if that's what we want. And I think sometimes we allow our sins to, 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 to keep us away from the Lord, right? We can re remember in the very beginning when, when, when Jesus went to call, call Peter, Peter said, depart from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man, right? And I want to share with you something from the Office of Readings today um, by St. Maximus of Turin. And this is what he says. He says, let no one, conscious of his sinfulness, withdraw from our common celebration, nor let anyone be kept away from our public prayer by the burden of his guilt. Sinner he may indeed be, but he must not despair of pardon on this day, which is so highly privileged. For if a thief could receive the grace of paradise, how could a Christian we refused forgiveness. Again, for if a thief could receive the grace of paradise, how could a Christian be refused forgiveness? And of course, he's referring to a, the when on the cross, when the when a good thief, or the repentant thief, says to Jesus, "You know, um, remember me when you come into your kingdom." And Jesus says to him, "Today you will be with me in paradise." And he is the only person, really, that Jesus promises with his own words that he will be in paradise with him. And of all the people, he's not he's he's not one of the apostles. He's not one of the the followers. But he was this thief. The thief that was crucified next to him, Jesus said to him, the thief, that he would be in paradise. So how much more confident can we be in our Lord that we who were baptized, we who have become the children of his Father, 
that we will not be given forgiveness, right? But we must ask for it. We must be close to the Lord. We must be grafted onto the true vine. And we must frequent the sacraments. Do not let our past, our sinfulness, our flaws, our weaknesses, our shame, our guilt, to keep us away from Jesus. Because brothers and sisters, Jesus came for us. Jesus came into our brokenness. He came into this messed up world to be close to us. He didn't come to judge us. He came to love us and to lead us to his Father. So don't let anything, whatever sins you may have committed, whatever weaknesses you may have trouble with, or whatever history in the past, whatever guilt or shame that you are allowing to, to weigh you down, do not let those things keep you from Jesus. Because when he sees you, all he sees is God's beloved son and daughter. He doesn't see a, a laundry list of sins. All he sees is his father's love. And that's the truth, brothers and sisters. When God looks at us, he only sees us as his children. He doesn't come to judge. He comes to love. So again, for if a thief could receive the grace of paradise, how could a Christian be refused forgiveness? May we have faith in the Lord. May we have faith in Jesus' words himself, that if we remain in him, he will remain in us. And if we do, we will bear much fruit. We and all of the all of the things that cause us to to worry, to be anxious, to 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 be uncertain, all those will come to be not not necessarily resolved like magic, but we will be able to deal with those things in a more peaceful in a more serene way, because we know that at the end of the day, it is in God's hands. This is not to say that we just um, um, blindly believe, no. This, this is an encounter. This requires an encounter with the Lord. Our faith isn't a blind faith. Our faith isn't just something that we're told. Our faith must be experienced. So my brothers and sisters, I encourage you to frequent the sacraments. Go to confession. Go to confession, go to Mass, receive Holy Communion, and let the Lord wrap His loving arms around you. Let Him love you, and let Him remain in you, so that you can bear fruit, so that your sins will no longer weigh you down, your burdens, your, your, your past, your history, your brokenness will, will, will no longer be a source of shame and guilt, but rather it will become a source of healing healing for yourself and for others. May God bless you and hope to see you next time. God bless. For more audios, videos, blog entries, and other resources, please visit us at www.belovedsonministry.org.